1: Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here at PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am your mayor of PHNX. This guy is your vice mayor. He's the one that you lodge all of your complaints with. He's also known as Thunderstick Jesse Friedman.
2: Yes, that is that
1: is my role around here. That's if you have role. a problem with us, yeah. then you come to me. You address Jesse. Anything yeah. uh, I say on the Twitter account, you please complain to I'm Jesse. I'm responsible for Derek as it's, well. He yes. is. I've told you guys this before. But, <laughs> of course, uh, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Jesse, I'm just still thinking about Zach Gallon and all the wonderful things that we had to say about him, obviously. Uh, yeah, He was the only pitcher that could win. In this series against the Rockies, but more importantly, uh, I went to bed last night thinking about our conversation of like six scoreless games, six and what two thirds scoreless game or two and a third, uh, and uh, it's just it's just a really impressive streak. Uh, and we knew yeah. we knew Zach Gallon wasn't wasn't gonna lose any sleep over the streak ending. No, it didn't sound like it. <laughs> it didn't sound like it. But we do have uh, a clip from Zach Gallon after last night's game with his thoughts on not only uh this streak and the streak ending but also the fact that this streak started one day after his 27th birthday so so far 27's been pretty good to him
3: yeah i mean you know i i knew it would end at some point um it's one of those ones where it's it's bittersweet because um you know like i said on friday like just coming into it the, the franchise record was the one that i was <clears throat> most really concerned about really um I just oral and you know 59 was in a whole nother stratosphere for me um so i just tried not to really concern myself with that one That was looking way too far ahead but i knew the the franchise record was within reach so yeah it was, that was my job just to go out and throw up a scoreless first um you know i obviously i'm, I'm glad it's over in the sense that it's, it's a relief i don't have to you know worry about you know trying to be so perfect out there but at the same time it's it's one of those things that you may never get a shot at again to, to go, you know, Orioles record. But yeah, I mean, you know, ultimately, it was it was a good run. Um, you know, it's kind of crazy. Those are the first runs I gave up since I turned 27. So uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, I kind of been holding on to that for a while. I was I was surprised nobody caught on to that. But yeah, I mean, I pitched you know the day before my 27th birthday, and you know for the last that long. Uh, I guess you could say 27 started off on a good year.
1: Yes, it did. Yes, it did. An historic note uh, for the age of 27. But uh, Zach Gallon will not be pitching in this upcoming series at home uh, against the Dodgers, which makes me very sad.
2: You know who is pitching, though? Today. Today?
1: Ryan Nelson. Ryan Nelson. It's a good day when Ryan Nelson pitches. Going up against Tyler Anderson for the Dodgers. Uh, He's been obnoxiously good. He's been
2: obnoxiously good. He's like episode... 87 of the Dodgers taking like a random dude who wasn't that good and then the moment he the moment he's on the Dodgers he sort of becomes a superstar that's essentially what's happened with Tyler Anderson so color me color me surprised eric that this has happened
1: it's it's very <laughs> annoying it's very frustrating especially with a team that has the money that the Dodgers have in the way that they can spend yeah. But then they can also, like you said, just grab someone else's yeah. DFA they and to. cast they away. Can, they and, can win a yeah. championship with the scrap heaps of other teams
2: is basically what I'm convinced of. Although, I mean, granted, they have Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman and some other they pretty They have some pretty good players. Too, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Including it feels like they could. Clayton Kershaw going in Game 2 against Merrill Kelly, which is going to be an absolute fire pitching matchup uh, at Chase Field. So if you get a chance to be out there Tuesday for that, that's going to be a fun one. But you bring that up, and I can't help but think— are the Diamondbacks kind of becoming one of those teams? It's not like to say they always work out; it doesn't always work out. But it seems like the Diamondbacks, mm. kind of lately, with the pitching staff they've, uh, pitching staff with the coaching staff they've assembled, that yeah. they now have the ability to do something similar with with players that they bring over. We've had a couple huh. of Reyes Moranta. We had Emmanuel Rivera. We've had a couple of guys that the Diamondbacks didn't necessarily pick up from the trash heap trades, acquisitions, whatever, but guys that weren't. You Know having as good of a year with their previous team as they were with the Diamondbacks once they came over here, mm,
2: yeah, that's interesting. Um, I don't think so, to be honest, <laughs> not quite at the level that the Dodgers well, are, obviously right? not at that level, right. but um, Emmanuel Rivera has been a good story. Um, he also had a run of you know, he was like 0 for 20 with 11 strikeouts going into, into yesterday's game, so he did kind of come back to earth a little bit, but Correct. Um, Reyes Maranta, I mean, he's sort of been around the league for a while. I don't think he's necessarily looked that much better with the Diamondbacks as he has with other teams. The story there is just that like Reyes Maranta is one of the Diamondbacks best relievers and he wasn't good enough to even warrant a roster spot for the Dodgers. Yeah. That's more the this, this story there than sure. him, like improving that much in my mind. Um, but getting an opportunity and doing something significant with yeah. it I think
1: is part of this right
2: Yeah the D-backs have done um like last year they picked up Noe Ramirez toward the end of the season and although he has since been DFA'd and hasn't been as effective this year he was really good like through the end of the season last year so the D-backs at times have you know picked up some some journeymen from other teams and and you know they've they've performed pretty well here but Uh, Not necessarily for the long haul, you know, not necessarily the way that Tyler Anderson has blossomed in L.A. or the way that Justin Turner's become like this perennial all star type after being, you know, like sort of a nobody with the Mets. Like Justin Turner wasn't good at all when he was with New York. Um, So, yeah, I mean, the way that the Dodgers managed to to do this is, is just incredible. And I don't think any team really is like them in that regard.
1: Well, the D backs are two and nine against the Dodgers this season, including it's not, riding it's not great. <laughs> a current eight game losing streak into this series. Uh, Josh Rojas has been pretty effective against the Dodgers this se- season, hitting 308. Uh, but nobody has been more effective against the Dodgers since 2019 than Christian Walker. The only other person that has as many home runs as he does against the Dodgers is uh, a little guy a guy named Fernando Tatis Jr., who currently isn't playing. So. Uh, Chris Walker has a chance to add to that, maybe run away with being the biggest nuisance to the Dodgers, the biggest terrorizer of the Los Angeles Dodgers. But that's exactly what the Diamondbacks are going to need in order to have a chance in this series. And not just this series, but like we talked about yesterday, the Diamondbacks play the Dodgers eight times in 10 days. I don't know what we did to deserve this. I don't know who (laughs) we wronged, but it's, it's the case is what it is. It's the reason why when the Diamondbacks, when we looked at the Diamondbacks schedule ahead, we talked about it, and it's not just it's not just our opinion. It was factual that the Diamondbacks did have the uh, hardest schedule going into the second half, and the majority of the reason why is because of the number of games they had against the Dodgers and the Padres, yeah. to be honest, which are also part of this dreadful homestand.
2: Yeah, Charles Woodall Pike says we can't have nice things, which no. when it comes to the schedule is sort of the case. And uh, the great news, Derek, is that next year the Diamondbacks start the year with like a terror um, of a of a first month of the season. So um, you know, if the end of this year isn't good enough for you, then next year we get to do all of this all over again. The good so, news, uh, Jesse,
0: you pre- you presented it so positively, and that, yeah, uh,
1: sometimes I'm sarcastic. And then I realized you were being a little...
0: sarcastic, but it was just yeah. so dry. Yeah, see, no,
1: it's see that's the way is Jesse has learned on this podcast to present bad news in a good way. So that way, even if it's awful news, he's still telling you, (laughs) in a way like the way he just slipped in Emmanuel Rivera was over twenty. Right? Is that what you said? Over twenty coming into the yesterday's game. Over twenty with eleven strikeouts. Yeah, yeah. over like he just slipped it in there. (laughs) He said it with such a nice inflection. It made you believe that it wasn't that terrible of a thing. But I was, I was ready to believe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, um, I think uh, Charles Woodall Pike earlier had a comment or a question. I know we're not onto the <laughs> Mailbag Monday questions yet, but he wanted to know what's more difficult playing the Dodgers eight times in 10 days or managing Derek. Um, am I allowed to like answer that question? Honestly, please, like in please, front of our
2: audience, please go ahead. Um, I've been drugged through the mud already today. I'm ready for <laughs> more of it. Let's go. Um, yeah, I mean, Derek is truly wonderful to work with. There's really, you know. Um, I don't believe this. he's just a he's an absolute saint he's only saying
1: that Derek is
0: a massive diva (laughs) who has a writer for every show yes I have to she's
1: telling you the truth I have to froth
0: the milk in
1: his his coffee she makes such a big deal about we have a frother (laughs) (laughs) right I mean like it's not like I'm asking you to do it with 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 a fork we have an electric frother it's not that difficult uh (laughs) And it's not that hard to do it without me asking, but she refuses to. So that's why I have to scream at her every single day. Uh, of course, uh, playing the Dodgers makes me want to scream, but we get to watch that today. Anyway, Jesse, uh, anything you are looking forward to tonight at the ballpark since you're going to be there?
2: Um, I just am excited to watch Ryan Nelson pitch again, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he was so good in his debut uh, in San Diego which there's definitely a trend developing there that I know some people have picked up on like if if the Diamondbacks have a young starting pitcher making their major league debut or making their first big league start you should probably have them pitch against the Padres and, just yeah, because yeah. you know what Tyler Gilbert did last year gone. uh what Ryan Nelson did this year <laughs> the Padres for some reason are the team that it seems like you want to face in your first big league start Um, but yeah, I mean, this is going to be a test for him, right? That Padres lineup is deep and he already, you know, performed really well against that Padres lineup, but the Dodgers lineup is even deeper, you know, and if he comes out there and in his first home start is able to have, a similar outing to what he did in San Diego. I mean, that would be that would be really remarkable.
1: You can't ask for a bigger test than facing the Padres and Dodgers back to back in your first two major league no, starts. Yeah, you really yeah, can. As a like, National
2: League West pitcher, right? Welcome to the big leagues, kid. Yeah. Here's Swan Soto <laughs> and Manny Machado <laughs> and
1: Justin Turner and Freddie Freeman luck. and Mookie Betts. And yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. pretty brutal. And you know what? I, I think especially this kind of comes back to the whole theme of this season, right? Getting these guys this playing time. There's a part of you that goes out and pitches against a team like the Padres that has this aura, pitches against a team like the Dodgers. Yeah, they might destroy you. That's going to happen every once in a while to (laughs) even the best pitchers, right? But the point is, is that you can go out there and realize that there's not this mythology about them, that those are just guys playing baseball. That's just a man in a box that you're pitching against. And the fastest just a man in a box. Just a man in a box. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little, it's a little chalk line box. Oh, he has to stay in that box, Jesse. That box is conforming. Don't so. be
2: afraid of Freddie Freeman, people. Yeah. He's just, a man, <laughs> He's a, just a man in a box. Just a man in
1: a box. But yeah, I'm just saying, it does get to a point where it's it's this mythology about these guys being so good. Yeah. And if you can get over the, if you can strike them out, start realizing that you are talented enough to play at their level then uh, that confidence starts building and you can really start just entering that next phase of your career where you're no longer in that debut, still kind of yeah. heading the clouds a little bit. Ryan Nelson showed none of that in his first game, so it's going to be great to see what he can do tonight. And it's a true test. It's a true test of – of you know his in his young pitching career. If you want to see that game, by the way, the best way to get tickets to that game isn't to go to the box office. Just go to Game Time, which is the hottest new ticketing uh, website. That Jesse, not it's not even. We could say hottest new. Jesse has, can attest to this. He has been using Game Time for years. It's and a beautiful app. It's a it's, it's so a aesthetically beautiful. pleasing app, <laughs> and it's easier than ever to score uh, the best tickets to sporting events, concerts, shows, anything you want to go to. I never hear about shows ahead of time anymore. I am signed up for so many email, like from the concert venues and the sporting venues and everything. And for some reason, I don't find out Weird Al is in town until last night that my friends are there at it. Mm. Furious. I was furious. Uh, And I could have scored last minute tickets on game time had I known he was in town and I didn't just see them at the show already having a good time. Uh, and I probably would have saved up to 60% t- on tickets, which is what you can do when you buy tickets last minute. It's great for these two guys right here that are big procrastinators. Uh, if you love PHNX, you will love game time. If you love sports, it's the best way to get your tickets. Uh, the best way is to support us by buying your tickets through the link in the description below. And uh, on your way to the game, maybe grab yourself some OGs. Or if you're not going to the game, you, can't, you, you missed out on tickets. You want to kind of bounce back from that. Get yourself some OGs, gummies, of course. Our friends at OGs are Arizona's top-selling gummies. I have some right here. Uh, it's part of my show prep. I don't know. <laughs> am I, say that? I don't want to say it, It's on his rider it's along with the rider. frost coffee. Yeah, there's a whole case it. explains of a lot. Yeah, it <laughs> definitely explains why I can't say people's last names. But of course, if you don't want to say people's last names properly, get yourself some OGs. Uh, you can find them at your local dispensary. They have a wonderful variety of flavors. Uh Options for you as far as uh, uh, indica, sativa, all kinds of strains, all kinds of doses. So make sure to try them out. Uh, if you're looking for their products and you need to find them, go to ogsbrands.com or on Instagram at ogsbrands. Uh, you must be 21 years or older to purchase and enjoy. And also, we're going to try to hook you up with some free ogs in our flavoring life sweepstakes that we have every month. Go to gophnx.com, sign up for the sweepstakes. Uh, one lucky winner will receive three bags of OGs gummies, including my favorite orange creamsicle, as well as, uh, tropical flavors. You'll also get an OGs hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice and a PHNX annual membership. So sign up at gophnx.com or click the link uh, in the show notes below. Uh, and again, must be 21 years or older to enjoy our friends at OGs. Uh, Jesse,
2: <laughs> the new studio makes Derek look smarter. <laughs> I like that. Good. It's like your uh, it's Gabe Kapler glasses, yeah,
1: right? Right, exactly. Uh, oh, man. The Gabe Kapler glasses in the studio? Oh, I yeah. I came through the roof. Let's go. <laughs> but, you know, we don't have time for that because today is an important day. Every week is Shark Week on this podcast. Every day is Earth Day. And every Monday, these two guys, we go to our mailbag. Let's go, man. Always something interesting in my mailbox I try to get to everything in my mailbox And then once in a while There's a letter that makes me go Wow, wow, my mailbox your, your laptop is so bare. Conspiracy yeah. hippie's right. He says, Conspiracy get, hippie get, has a get point someone, there. get Jesse some stickers. We need to get to uh, <laughs> like at least a phoenix on that. Thing. I feel like this is a perfect illustration
2: of the difference in our personalities. Though. Oh yeah, like, the be, back yeah. of your laptop mm, is mm. this, and then mine is just um, completely.
1: These normal. are Velcroed on to here somewhere. <laughs> uh, let's see those mailbag questions. Uh, what we got, Leah? First question comes from Gabriel. He says, is it a requirement from the front office for the scouts to find the absolute <laughs> handsomest guys in the draft class? Because all the rookies and top prospects are handsome AF. <laughs> he is not wrong, Jesse. That's a good looking group of guys. Not to mention they are, like like Jesse said about the game type uh, app, they are aesthetically pleasing, right? Yes, but yes. But they all have great hair, too. They lead the league in lettuce. They have to lead the league in the greatest <laughs> hair, right? I'm just saying. Yeah, Except Bar Show. obviously Bar Show went the shaved route but uh respect our short king he has he, he can do whatever he wants with his hair.
2: Yeah, right. Um I mean, Alec Thomas definitely has like top ten hair in baseball. I think that's probably fair fair to say at this point.
1: Uh, Drew Jones has pretty great hair. I feel right? like you're like seriously analyzing both hair and looks right now, and this is where yeah. M- this Male oh, Black absolutely. Monday has gotten us here. To I this take point. this question very seriously. It's Derek. true. Elizabeth <laughs> says it's true. Stone Garrett, that's a handsome devil right there. They're Stone t- Garrett is ripped, and he's Stone ripped. Yes. Yeah. Is- he makes the rest of us look like, like, like lesser than because he's got yeah. so much muscle. Oh Yeah. Uh Yeah. They're all a bunch of good looking guys. And of course, that gives you even more reasons to watch him. Right. I mean, yes. Yeah, so we'll have, just have to factor say, that into oh, our, uh,
2: our draft show next year. Like, like handsome, handsome, yeah. handsome
1: scale. Yeah. Like we're out mm-hmm. here looking at, you know, yeah. hit we have to add that to and...
0: the player cards. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. We
1: can add that like in the sh-
0: handsome scale. Can like
1: a slider, like dogging him? Like, can we have, like, a handsome Oh, we could.
2: I mean, slider? I feel like we have to use the 20 to 80 scouting scale, though. Ah, so yeah, you're right. So it'll be your right. task, Derek, to sort through, like, all of the 250 draft prospects. Oh, man. And you're going to grade <sighs> them on a scale of 20 to 80 based on their level of handsomeness. <laughs> give me some um, pictures.
1: Give me, a, give yeah. me some headshots <laughs> and uh, some OGs and, a, and an afternoon of my time. <laughs> there you we'll go. We'll make that happen. Uh, what else we got? Uh, if you were given control of fixing the bullpen, how would you do it? <laughs> wow, that, that escalated <laughs> I don't know. How would we do it,
2: Jesse? I'm going to leave this one up to you. Oh, man. No. Um, it's yeah, it's not the easiest question in the world to answer. Um, as we've seen, right? The Diamondbacks haven't really answered this question for a number of years now. Um, well, more
1: importantly, they've tried. Like, we, have we, they? We, well, here's what <laughs> I say no, they haven't tried like like, personnel-wise. Like, there hasn't been this big, like, influx of changing personnel and such in the bullpen. But one thing we were frustrated about early on in the season was the overuse of Melanson, despite the fact that he wasn't effective in mm-hmm. non safe situations. And then they just decided to ex- only put him in in non safe situations. But since then, we've seen them kind of move away to, like, Kind of trying different things, Ian Kennedy really yeah. doesn't seem to be so working. So you are talking about like their usage. Just like recently. Yeah, just yeah. recently. They finally like broke the way. It seems like anything goes now. It feels like there is no plan <laughs> for the closing the game or anything. It's just who the fuck can go out there and stop this, you know? Yeah. Like they should just walk around the bullpen and just ask the guys, like, Quién es más fuerte? Like, who is the strong one today? Like, get out there and start like getting their ego and pride involved. Like, there you, you know what I mean? Like, go. get someone to step up. You know it's gonna be moral. <laughs> yeah,
2: yes. Just soy so, yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, I think that like in terms of what what they could do over the offseason in order to get to a better place next year, it honestly comes down in my mind, which may sound a little bit crazy, and I think it sort of is a little bit crazy. I think it comes down to to your young guys. Like yeah. which of the prospects coming up can yeah. you um, can you turn into relievers and it might it might involve some tough decisions like maybe Dre Jameson comes up and he doesn't start maybe he's a reliever and the Diamondbacks just kind of let him develop out there and and maybe they leave the door open down the road yeah. for him to turn back into a starter but at a certain point like you know it'd be great if Dre Jameson was a was a good starter but like it'd be all, even better if he was like a dominant closer right like you yeah. would you would honestly prefer that yeah. almost at this point so the D-backs have a lot of interesting young arms. Uh, Luis Frias, we've seen a little bit of this year. JB Bukowski <coughs> is another name. Um, there's there's actually a decent list of of guys in the minor league system who are still relatively young, who have good stuff, who have back of the bullpen type of stuff. And I think the D-backs need to go and, and trust those guys and really yeah. invest in those guys pitching out of the bullpen. The issue with going any other route is that, like, We've seen how the free agent market works, right, when it comes to relievers. I mean, ask our friends over at DNVR, right? The the Rockies, of course, spent like $100 million on their bullpen a few years ago, and it was an utter disaster. And those kinds of things happen regularly. Like Craig Kimbrell hasn't been that good. Kenley Jansen hasn't been quite as good this year for the Atlanta Braves. So there's just a bad history there. And if you want to trade – for, like, a, a well-established reliever who's, like, an elite reliever, you're going to pay Some a coffee. king's ransom for that. And it just doesn't make sense for the Diamondbacks to trade, you know, young players who are still developing for, you know, for a controllable reliever that that is always just so volatile in, in this sport. So... I, the free agent market feels like sort of a dead end in some ways. We've seen that play out over the last few years. The Diamondbacks aren't going to go sign Edwin Diaz this offseason, right? He's going to cost Yeah, stop tweeting us of, that.
1: That's not going to happen, all right? It'd be fun. It'd be fun. It'd be great, you but know, it's not- This guy. This guy that used his song to come out of an elevator. Like, of course, I'm going to be most excited about that, but... Um, Stop giving me false hope because that makes it harder for Jesse to manage me. I'm, a, yes. I'm uncontrollable. I already have my hands full. He has his hands He's, full, yeah. folks. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, there's other pieces. Like Blake Walston isn't ready yet. Brandon Fought. we don't want to see him in the bullpen. We want to see Brandon Fott yeah. uh, as a starter, right? right so right. maybe there's an opportunity there for Tommy Henry to maybe fill a bullpen role. Maybe sure. there's an opportunity for Dre Jameson there. The Diamondbacks just don't have a lot of pitchers in their system that are considered their top 30 prospects. And honestly, they keep drafting guys that shoot right up positional players that shoot right up uh, the the ladder. And and you're just not seeing that many pitchers also on that list. Like yeah. Ivan Melendez, the t- Hispanic Titanic, he's already 10th uh, in the Diamondbacks prospects listing. So, I yeah. mean, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things that when you look at some of the names, it's the same names that have been on there for a few years. And uh, some of them are ready now. And honestly, it's. You know, the six man rotation thing, that's probably, you know, just for the Diamondbacks doing what they're, you know, for this upcoming week, you know, these eight games against the Dodgers in 10 days. And this, I mean, they've
2: sort of already nixed the six man rotation. Yeah, they did. Tommy Tommy Henry got sent down. So,
1: um, yeah, we'll see if the D backs bring that he back. Could still call, get called back up though. Potentially, it right. might have just been so that he didn't miss a start in between there, and you know what. What it could be like,
2: is. yeah, like giving him one start in the minors to try to work on some things, and then they could just call him right back up um, to help out with the doubleheader situation right. in LA. So or, um, that or, is that or is Or possible. they just call it Brandon Fott. Or they call it Brandon Fott, which, which would is, be very fun. We like that watch. idea
1: more. Um, next question. If you had to pick one D-backs player to go on the hit CBS show Big Brother with, who would you pick? Oh, my God. I love this question. All right. Well, this is 100 percent for you. I know you don't know this show. (laughs) No, absolutely not. So (laughs) Big Brother is a show on CBS. It's been on for years. It's a game show where people go live in a house together like real world or anything like Uh, that. But they're trapped in the house. So they cannot leave. They have to compete in games for like who's the head of the household, and then they eliminate people like any other reality show. Like, oh, two people have to go up; one person goes home. Right. Mm. So, uh, I guess part of the problem here is it has to be you know like if they found out that we had a relationship outside of the house, then we would be targets instantly. That's the way that game goes. But interesting. So they're saying who would I want to be in the house with? Okay, I have two very good. Que- I have two very good answers to this. The first one is Josh Roas. I feel like that's just like our default answer. No, I'll give you a very good reason why. (laughs) Josh Rojas, to me, is a gamer, right? And you need to be able to do anything it takes to win in this game. It's one of those games where you just destroy relationships and you lie to people and you just... Just people hate you at the end. And I feel like Josh Rojas is that kind of guy. Yeah, that that makes sense. He would understand what's on the line. He would want to get to the end goal. And he wouldn't care who he hurt along the way to get there. And I'm confident about that. The other person, of course, is our other default answer. It's Madison Bumgarner. (laughs) And it's not to play with him in the house. It's because to see Madison Bumgarner trapped in a house with other individuals and not be able to get away from them (laughs) and have to put up with their bullshit, (laughs) Madison Bumgarner would be an absolute just powder keg ready to explode. Explode, and I would want to be there for it. I would want a front row seat to see him uh, go full evil dick again—a reference he's never going to understand uh, <laughs> on the household—and just scream and belittle people. And it would be great. So those are my answers to that.
2: Leah, have you seen this TV show? Do you know what we're talking
0: about? I know what you're talking. Admittedly, I don't. I've never watched Big Brother, but I, I do know what it is, and I understand. Okay. It. okay. So uh, I watch
1: any reality show that has a monetary prize.
0: I'm more of at a I'm a huge <laughs> love island fan. See,
1: that's the thing. I can't watch reality shows where love is the problem. No, Jessie. there's
0: money. <laughs> at, love is not a is prize. Money. <laughs> there's money at the end. There is money.
1: All right. Well, then maybe I'll check it out. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I got three questions in. And before we move on, of course, I want to let you guys know, uh, Jesse is continuing to write incredible content over at gophnx.com. So if you haven't signed up for a membership, you should probably do so. Get yourself an annual membership. Get ready for the football, basketball, hockey season. All of that's coming up. Not to belittle this guy, not to say he's not worth it, not to say, okay, now his time's (laughs) done. Go on and read these other people's stuff. No, (laughs) we want you to read all of this stuff. And there's a very important sports Time Of the season coming up right now. It is the perfect storm of, of all the sports except us still going on at the same time. So make sure to sign up over at gophnx.com. Get yourself an annual membership, which will get you a free t shirt like these guys on the wall or the one Jesse's wearing uh, over at phnxlocker.com. You can also get a month to month membership and you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. Regardless of your membership status, you will get access to our members only Discord, of course, the best place to be an Arizona Diamondbacks fan. And you'll get members-only discounts over at the thephnxlocker.com. Uh, if you're watching us right now on the Phnx Sports YouTube channel, thank you for being here. Thank you for spending your lunch with us. Of course, make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Sign up for notifications that way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. And leave us a thumbs up. That's no, it serves no purpose at all. Just to, it just strokes my ego. That's all it does. I just I like to know you guys like the show. So uh, do that. And of course, if you're listening to us right now in your favorite audio podcasting app. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a five star review, Jesse. I cleaned up this weekend on the old fantasy football app. Oh, I got, I got, I was playing, I was betting, I was making money. Uh, of course, you can too because it is the time of the year for football to be back. Week one was here; it was exciting. We had lots of ups and downs. And the DraftKings Sportsbook app, of course, is your place to get down and make some money. Right now, new customers can bet just five dollars and get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly by using our code of PHNX. And add as an added bonus, this is how I won uh, because I was betting on teams going up by 10 points. And I don't care at that point if they won or lost because I got ah. my money, right? So early win promotion over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. You can still get down on it for the Monday night football games, uh, game. excuse me. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code PHNX and bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 points at any time during the game, you get paid instantly. Even if your team loses, that's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And I hedged. I hedged my bets emotionally because I didn't bet against the Cardinals, but I did bet on players on the Chiefs to do very well. Mm. And I and I wasn't wrong about that because ah, they did. Yeah. See, you <laughs> can do that, right? Like you're not. I'm not. I don't care if my team loses, but I have a feeling that Mahomes is going to go for 300 yards, which he absolutely fucking did. So uh, make sure to get down. How many touchdowns sport. did he throw? I don't want to talk about it. That's five. not the, that's I, not the show.
0: I, I just want to add that I won a four leg same game parlay on the DraftKings yes. sportsbook app this weekend. Yes, very proud of myself. Yes. I had a yeah. really good
1: day on DraftKings yeah. yesterday. It was it was fun. It was fun. I had I got some free bets and I used my free bet on a ridiculously long parlay. It, it had a it had a value of plus thirty six ninety five, like 3, Wow. I missed it on two games, so Yikes. I was pretty close. It's pretty close. Two games. I, I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm close. I'm going to get closer next week on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Leah, do we have some more mailbag questions? Let's go. Uh, ooh, this one's a good one. Ryan Simmons asks, "Has Paven Smith played his last game in a Diamondbacks uniform?" Jesse. Mm. Wow, that's kind of a bummer. But I think that it's yeah. worth asking because where, unless Pavin Smith starts tearing the cover off the ball and showing some incredible defense, I mean, we have seen him play good defense but incredible defense enough to surplant one of the uh, guys that we have out there now.
2: It's maybe a little sketchy. Um, Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm ready to say that he's played his last game with the, with the diamondbacks. Like he's still in the organization and you know, I, I, he's not healthy yet. Unfortunately Um, he's still uh, still recovering from that fracture that he suffered in Reno a couple months ago. Um, but I still think he probably figures in next year as a guy who will come into spring training and try to earn a role. So I don't know if that counts as playing games in Diamondbacks uniforms, like if they're spring training games or not, but it is hard to see how Paven Smith could like crack the major league roster again, because at this point there's what five outfielders ahead of him on the depth chart. Yeah. Like it's not, um, he just doesn't, he doesn't hit um enough and he doesn't have the defense or the base running that pretty much all of those other guys have so it's pretty hard to see how Pavin Smith factors in and um event I mean he's a he's good enough that uh, other, another team is going to want to take a chance on him right he's not going to just like yeah. fizzle out or, or anything right I mean the issue here is the D-backs just have so many outfielders already and they already all bat left-handed so there's really no way that Pavin <coughs> Smith can uh can play much of a role for the D-backs but um, yeah, I expect he'll he'll come out for spring training next year and and you know try to find a role somehow, some way. And maybe he has a, a shot to do that if he has a big a big spring. But if not, the diamondbacks might look to to move him elsewhere.
1: I think the one one factor is when we talk about the outfield, Paven Smith's name doesn't even come up. Yeah. Right? Not really. Not anymore. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and that's probably more of the problem because we even consider who the Diamondbacks might trade, who they might be willing to part ways with. And for most people, including us, that we're guilty of this, <laughs> Paven Smith doesn't even come up. And Gabriel says, future Dodger, great." <laughs> oh, my gosh. I hate you so much sometimes. <laughs> You're hilarious, and I also hate you. But uh, he's not wrong. That's the exact thing that we would see. And I, honestly, I think the bigger problem is that's the thing that we see with any anybody from this outfield that they trade, right? It feels like anybody from this outfield that they get rid of is going to end up coming back to make us sorry that they got rid of them. So yeah. Just gotta kind of, you know, know that. And and once whatever happens, because, because it's only gonna be a matter of time until the Diamondbacks are forced to to make a trade and have one of these guys that we kind of adore and covet right now be part of that trade. Right. I think I see
2: Paven Smith more as a first baseman, honestly, than an outfielder. Um, just given how much outfield defense the D backs already have, there's True. really just no, I mean, there's just no way, like you're just not going to play Pavin Smith there anymore. Um, and Gabriel makes a good, a good point by saying that Walker would need to be out for an extended period. I think that that sort of makes sense, right? Paven Smith sort of slots in as the backup first baseman, um, because he, he plays decent defense at first base. Like you yeah. can get, you can get by with his glove at first base. So, um, the bat is always going to be the big variable there, whether he can figure out how to, how to hit a little bit more than he has.
1: Uh, Tellall? I hope I said that right. Uh, hello from the other side of the world. Uh, you rock. Thank you for joining us. We always appreciate you being here. Um, we've got more mailbag questions. With the team improving the way that they have the second half, do you think the D-backs will look to acquire a closer in their prime versus a Fernando Rodney, Boxberger, Melanson type of signing? Uh, as much as I would wish for that to be the case, I don't think it will be the case. What I hope is Is that like we discussed, that the Diamondbacks start going more with a youth movement if they're going to go to somebody, maybe a younger guy, maybe a guy that hasn't had an opportunity, maybe a reliever that just has proven themselves the way that certain guys in our bullpen at times have. Unfortunately, I don't feel like anybody has really played consistently well enough outside of the way Mantiply was pitching early in the season to be considered that kind of role right now
2: yeah it's it's hard to say exactly how you piece this together but um unfortunately i don't think that you know going out and getting a a closer right in the middle of their prime it's just hard to see how that would happen like are the diamondbacks willing to trade some of their young pieces in order to get a deal like that done if you're trading for a young closer in their prime that there's going to be a really significant cost there so I, I doubt the D-backs go that direction, at least not this off season. Maybe that's something they'd explore further down the road. But at this point, I mean, I, I think it's a matter of bringing in a couple of veterans. I think they'll still do that. Um, you know, maybe they try to find guys who are a little bit younger than 37 or 38. We've we've seen that. Uh, <laughs> we've seen how that works over and over and over again. Right. If you to me. Shots fired, at, <laughs> shots fired at open
1: shirt, Derek, and I yeah. don't like it one
2: bit. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think you still probably try to get some veterans in here, um, but you probably try to try to leverage some of those young arms that the Diamondbacks have, and there's more on the way, right? There's Bryce Jarvis, there's Slade Ciccone, um, there's other guys in the minor league system who could fit this profile as well, and hopefully, if you if you kind of invest in those guys and um, and and give them a shot in that role maybe a couple of them are able to separate themselves.
1: All right. Who else? What else do we got? Oh, uh potential for trade deadline. Uh, ben says potential for deadline trade 2023. If they're winning. Oh, ooh. wow. <laughs> um, okay. Let's, so let's pretend they are because we think they're going to be right. Let's say our yeah. buyers next trade deadline. So, I I don't know if anything I could see them still trying to fortify their pitching arms like for no matter what, I I don't feel like there's much of a focus elsewhere. There's just other areas where you are not as deep, but right now they finally feel like they have something put together where they have some depth on the infield and a whole lot of depth in their outfield. So I don't know. I still think that that unfortunately puts a guy like stone Garrett in danger of being part of a trade package at that point. Yeah, um, because I don't know if you can even consider Jake McCarthy any longer with the way that he's played as of late, unless he comes back like down tra- to earth. Trading him, yeah, is like that what trading you're saying? him, like seems like oh. insane.
2: See the flip side, Derek, is that you know you buy get so much buy low, sell high, yeah. like that, like that's a major sell high opportunity. Jake right. McCarthy, the last two months, has basically played like an MVP yeah. caliber player. Yeah. Uh,
1: and here's the thing. It's kind of like Joe Mantiply. And I don't mean to knock Joe Mantiply because he's continued to be good at times in the second half, just yeah. not nearly what he was no. during that stretch. And there was this question that came up at that point. Would the Diamondbacks consider trading Joe Mantiply? And I said the same thing, just because when you look at these guys numbers historically, it's really hard to imagine that they were this their whole career. And then all of a sudden they have this weird peak. And that, like, like that, that's now where they're going to be at for the rest of their career. Yeah. It's different for Jake McCarthy though, because he's a young player. He could be a fucking superstar. This could be, he could be a superstar. That'd and be the, wild. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, the, but the Diamondbacks haven't. It's not like the Diamondbacks haven't gotten a guy before. Uh, very late in the draft, or like a castaway kind of guy who ended up being a perennial all star, like superstar player, right? Mm. It's not out of the question for the Diamondbacks to find a guy like Jake McCarthy when they weren't
2: expecting. I mean, Jake it McCarthy wasn't even taken late. Um, no, I'm trying he to remember he was, if he was a, a he was either a first or a second, or yeah, like a competitive, competitive balance yeah. round yeah. pick. Um,
1: I know he was wasn't he taken
2: before Alec Thomas? He was taken yeah, before Alec so Thomas, he was the competitive yeah. balance CBA, pick, remember, yeah. CBA, collective balance round A. So, um so yeah, he was a relatively high, a relatively high draft pick, but I think just Stop over the course him. of his listen,
1: to all the doubt in you, <laughs> just
2: doubting him, just
1: filled with doubt. Jesse. I'm not, I'm literally uh, talking
2: about how high he was drafted, which I think is something that people forget about Jake McCarthy, no, right? Well, yeah. the point Alec I'm trying.
1: Alex Thomas and Corbin Carroll both get a lot of credit for being like top prospects, like as if they were yeah. both like a first, early the, first. The round knock draft for pick. Jake
2: McCarthy is just that based on his performance in the minor leagues he hasn't felt like a high draft pick for a True. while until now where yeah. it's like, Oh wow. Maybe there really is something here. Maybe there really has been something here all along. He never so believed. this guy never believed that was, that was not a, That's a good I, I fully admit that I make <laughs> comments that are downer at times yeah. or realistic. Like yeah. I, like I like to think about them, but True. that was, that was not one of them Derek. I'm talking about how Jake McCarthy is living up to the reputation he had back when he was drafted and he has been very,
1: very good this year for the Diamondbacks. And he's he's one of he, he's a pick 'em player that I'm gonna take the higher than over on our friend's underdog fantasy. But of course we'll talk about that. I know we have another mailbag Monday question, and probably the most important one, Jesse. Our friend Chris <laughs> asks, What's your favorite dinosaur? Well, it's definitely Rex. From uh, from Toy Story. Oh wow, you right? like gave a specific dinosaur. Yeah. Oh yeah. I felt like she was like asking more of the general, like, what's your favorite dinosaur species? But well, he's a T Rex, so there you go. There's my answer. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, then I'm going- <laughs> whatever Rex is, I'm going with Triceratops because of okay. the same reason. Uh, the Triceratops in the Toy Story movies oh, that's voiced sure. by the delightful uh, woman that voices Louise from uh, Bob's Burgers. So there we oh, go. There you go. Elizabeth says Brontosaurus. Uh, Ben says, my favorite dinosaur is Bump Gardner. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh, Ben, you win. (laughs) You win best comment, Ben. Uh, Um, Anyway, yeah. You know what I was going to say? Dilophosaurus? Do you know Dilophosaurus from, like, Jurassic Park? Oh, I I have seen Jurassic Park, So it's the the frilly one that spits? Yeah, yeah. You know what I found out? That's a fucking lie, Jesse. Not only does it not actually spit venom, but it didn't have neck frills. Ah, so they immediately it. disqualified it from being my favorite dinosaur. I was so furious after that. But Triceratops, there you go. Jurassic Park has epic music. Side it has note. fantastic music. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Have you seen Jurassic Park? I have. I wow. have. It was a while ago. Did you watch the Shawshank Redemption yet? No. damn no, it,
2: Jesse! No, All right, we're gonna follow <laughs> up with him and make Derek, sure Derek, that happens. I
0: this just week. want to throw this out there now that. I'm